You're listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's topic is entitled Meat. Hello my radio friends, welcome to the program today. You might be surprised by the title of today's program, but I have some interesting and important information to share with you, but there will be a spiritual application in the second part. No doubt you've been made aware of climate change. It's being shouted from the rooftops by various groups of people, and especially by environmental scientists. There are recommendations from various sources to make changes before planet Earth becomes uninhabitable. Climate summits come out with recommendations and some countries are meeting their emission targets and others ignore them. At the present rate of environmental degradation, it has been estimated that by the year 2050, the planet will be uninhabitable. By then, the world population will have risen by 2 billion more inhabitants to nearly 10 billion. Food production is also seen as a significant problem, along with pollution, water shortages and overcrowding. The world that today's children will live in when they are adults will be much worse than what it is now. Some of our current methods of food production are causing a change in weather patterns, a decline of natural species, water pollution and produce a significant amount of greenhouse gases. Did you know that animals such as cattle, sheep, pigs and chickens raised for human consumption produce more greenhouse gases such as methane and carbon dioxide than all the world's transport including cars, trucks, ships and planes. Did you know that more and more people are turning to plant-based diets because among other reasons they're concerned about the effects on our planet because of meat production. Currently, about 11% of Australians are vegetarians or vegans. That amounts to over 2.5 million people. Now please don't get the idea that I'm condemning non-vegetarians. However, I am suggesting that what we eat impacts on our personal health and the health of the environment. Already, 20% of what has been described as the climate engine of the world, the Amazon jungle in South America, has been cleared and burnt to provide grazing land for cattle. Brazil is the world's largest exporter of beef. According to a documentary I recently saw, Clearing of the jungle has been responsible for significant loss of animal, bird and insect species. Free-range animal production requires land for grazing, which in some places has led to land use change. According to the Food and Agriculture Organisation, 
ranching-induced deforestation is one of the main causes of loss of some unique plant and animal species in the tropical rainforests of Central and South America, as well as carbon release in the atmosphere. So let's take a look at some statistics. Well, it takes seven kilograms of feed to produce one kilogram of beef, that's live weight. More than three kilograms for a kilogram of pork and less than two kilograms for a kilogram of chicken. Assumptions about feed quality are implicit in such generalizations. For example, production of a kilogram of beef cattle live weight may require between four and five kilograms of feed high in protein and metabolizable energy content or more than 20 kilograms of feed like grass of much lower quality. About 85% of the world's soybean crop is processed into meal and vegetable oil and virtually all of that meal is used in animal food. Approximately 6% of soybeans are used directly as human food, mostly in Asia. In the United States, 127 million acres of crops are grown for animal consumption, compared to 77.3 million acres of crops grown for food consumption of humans. Meat, milk and egg production for food for humans is extremely inefficient compared to humans eating the food produced by the plants grown for the animals. Animal waste, that's urine and poo, from some of the feedlots, piggeries and chicken farms are getting into the waterways. This waste is usually has high concentrations of nitrates and harmful bacteria. As a result, algae growth is stimulated and the amount of oxygen in the water is depleted, bringing about death of fish and other water creatures. You may have seen news footage of the death of millions of fish in the River Darling. Insufficient oxygen in the water was the main cause of that event. No doubt the drought was one contributing factor, but with the algal, algal growth further removing oxygen from the water, those poor fish had no chance. Environmentally, meat production is currently a disaster, and unless individuals collectively change their dietary habits, Degradation of the environment will continue to grow at an even faster pace. Are there any health implications with meat consumption? Well, yes. There are at least 10 negative health impacts as a result of meat eating. And effect number one is this, heart disease. Completed in 2013... An 11-year study of 45,000 volunteers found that a vegetarian diet, diet could cut one's risk of heart disease by as much as 
lead researcher Francesca Crow of the University of Oxford proposes that this lowered risk is due to lower cholesterol and blood pressure of vegetarians. Now, what's effect number two? Well, it's cancer. In 2015, the World Health Organization placed processed meats like bacon in the same category of cancer risk as asbestos and smoking cigarettes. Past studies corroborate the correlation between meat consumption and an increased risk of cancer. In fact, one study found that compared to women who ate one serving of red meat a week to women who ate 1.5 servings of red meat a day, the latter had a 22% greater risk of developing breast cancer. Well, what's effect number three? Well, it's stroke. Because meat causes blockages in blood vessels, it is no surprise that it leads to strokes. Consumption of red meat, in particular, has been reported to increase the risk of stroke by 47%. Effect number four, it's diabetes. According to researchers, meat is one of the most well-established dietary risk factors for diabetes. A study by the Harvard School of Public Health found that even modest consumption of red or processed meat significantly increases the risk of type 2 diabetes, an illness that can cause debilitating health problems, including blindness, kidney failure, heart attacks and strokes. Well, what's effect number five? It's obesity. A University of Adelaide study reveals that meat contributes to obesity prevalence worldwide to the same extent as sugar. The research found that meat production, sorry, meat protein is digested later than fats and carbohydrates, making the energy we receive from protein a surplus. This surplus is converted and stored as fat in the human body. The study attributes nearly 13% of the obesity rate to the availability of meat. Effect number six, and that's cholesterol. Harmful cholesterol can lead to clogged arteries and heart disease, since it's only found in animal-based foods. A vegan diet contains zero cholesterol. Now, effect number seven, an unusual one. It's acne. Milk consumption and acne has been the focus of several studies. Interestingly, the strongest association is with skim milk. The authors of the studies have different theories as to why milk increases acne. Some suggest that because most milk consumed, in the United States at least, comes from pregnant cows. The pregnancy hormones increase oil production, leading to acne. Others suspect that milk itself elicits an increase in insulin, 
as do the high glycemic foods, leading to oil production and acne. Effect number eight. This is really for men. It's erectile dysfunction. And numerous studies have found that meat consumption leads to heart disease and high blood pressure, as I mentioned earlier. These conditions not only reduce blood flow to the heart and brain, possibly resulting in heart attacks and strokes, but also decrease blood flow throughout the body, including the penis and clitoris. Without blood flow to these areas, erection and arousal are stunted. There's nothing sexy about eating meat, according to those studies. Effect number nine is Alzheimer's disease. Researchers at the Sunlight Nutrition and Health Research Centre found that a Western diet heavy in animal proteins significantly increases odds of one's developing Alzheimer's disease. Dr Simon Ridley, Director of Research at Alzheimer's Research UK, said that studies have linked plant-based diets rich in fruits, vegetables and nuts to better cognitive health. And now comes number 10. Shorter lifespan. Yeah, you heard that right. Researchers at the Mayo Clinic reviewed multiple studies and found that compared to meat eaters, people on a vegetarian diet for more than 17 years enjoyed an increase of life expectancy from 3.6 years to 7 years longer. They concluded that doctors should advise patients to limit animal products when possible and consume more plants than meat. Do you love your meat? Do you think you cannot live without it? Well, the studies I've just quoted conclude that eating of meat is literally killing our planet, killing people, and causing terrible animal suffering. Now, we're going to have a little break here, and we'll go on straight afterwards. There's power in the blood, power in the blood Virtue or evil, a victory to win There's wonderful power in the blood There is power, power, wonder-working power In the blood, in the blood Of the Lamb, of the Lamb There is power, power, wonder-working power In the precious Precious blood of the Lamb 
you feel that you need to change your eating habits but need help, why don't you seek help from a vegetarian friend or join a complete health improvement project, CHIP for short. CHIP has helped thousands of people in the past and can help you achieve greatly improved health in a better and longer life, besides being easy on the environment. If you want to know more, phone 02-9847-3333. Again, 02-9847-333. Alternatively, you could phone the Seventh-day Adventist Conference Centre in your state and ask to speak to the health director. This simple act could be the first step in changing your life. Once, vegetarians were considered a little bit queer. However, because of their better quality of life and greater longevity, plus their less devastating effect on the environment, vegetarianism proves that it is the way to go. In the Bible, the word meat usually refers to food in general. The word used to describe muscle tissue, which is meat from animals and birds, is flesh. God's original diet for mankind was plant-based. We read that in Genesis 1, verses 29 to 31. And here's what the Bible says. At creation, God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. So, that being the case, when did meat-eating begin? Well, nobody really knows, but we do know that Noah was instructed to have seven of each kind of clean animal on the ark, whereas there were only two of animals designated unclean. It's quite likely that Noah and his family used some of the clean animals for food during their lengthy time on the ark. So what does it mean that some animals are clean and others unclean? In Leviticus chapter 11 is a list of creatures the Lord designated suitable for food and others unsuitable. The general rule is that mammals that chew their cud and have cloven that split hooves are designated clean. Sea creatures must have fins and scales. Birds that are scavengers are unclean. It is a fair question to wonder why some creatures like pigs, oysters, crabs and vultures, to name a few, should be rejected as food. The most plausible answer I have is that the unclean creatures host bacteria parasites and heavy metals in them that are not good for human health. Some 
have suggested that the particularly widely consumed pig meat is a trigger for getting cancer. Another possible reason not to eat unclean creatures is that some of these animals have diseases that easily transmit to humans. In Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 14, the Lord gave another instruction with regard to eating flesh foods. It says, Besides the life of every creature, I'll say that again, because the life of every creature is in its blood, that is why I have said to the Israelites, you must not eat the blood of any creature, because the life of every creature is in its blood. Anyone who eats it, that's blood, must be cut off. Red meat is red because it contains blood. Red meat is one of the known offenders, as I shared with you earlier, that damages health. But uh, didn't the Apostles Paul say that God, what God created is clean? Yes, he did. Romans 14.14 14 says, I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. Now, before commenting on what Paul wrote, I'm aware that some people say that any animal may be eaten, and they point to the vision Peter had at Joppa. Let me share that vision with you. The reference is Acts 10, verses 11 to 15. Peter saw heaven opened, and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Now, did Paul and or Peter, from that point on, change their dietary habits? Well, no. They continued as before. Peter's vision was an object lesson showing him that God cares for all people, regardless of their nationality, sex, colour or whatever they are, whether they're religious or not. Immediately after this vision, Peter went to the home of a Gentile, that's a non-Jew, and shared the gospel message with him and the assembled crowd. He understood that the vision was about people, not about food. What Paul was saying is that salvation is not dependent on our dietary habits. Salvation does not depend on what one eats. However, those who accept forgiveness through Christ will endeavour to do the best they can to glorify him. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, 
do all to the glory of God. Well, it's hard to bring glory to God if you're sickly because of your diet. Yeah, maybe you can eat anything, but that does not mean you should eat anything. Would you eat a salad of oleander leaves, castor oil beans and death cap mushrooms, garnished with a topping of redback spiders? Well, God created all those things. If you did eat such a salad, your life would terminate almost immediately. Would you eat a seafood, seafood platter of stonefish, pufferfish and blue-ringed octopus? Those fish are highly poisonous. The toxins would shut down your eating and living after a very short time. Even if it is true you can eat anything, it is not wise to do that. Armed with information and common sense, we should be smart to eat that which is health-promoting. It's rather stupid to reason that because God made something it's acceptable for food. Friends, it is prudent and it shows a respect for God and a respect for our own bodies to do the best with what we have. If I was an Eskimo, I suppose meat would be one of my main foods. But I'm not an Eskimo. There is an abundance of better foods available for me. As I understand God's word, I should try to consume foods that God originally planned as our diet. Because of that, I personally have chosen to be a vegetarian. I take no medicines and no pills. Each year, because I hold a heavy vehicle's driving licence, I'm required to undertake a medical checkup. My doctor announced at my most recent medical, You're a healthy old bastard, aren't you? Now, please excuse his language. Friends, choose to glorify God in both your mind and body, including in what you eat and drink. Choose that which is best.